Welcome to the Active Topical Banter Show RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. I am Scott Walker, and joining me this episode are my co-hosts. I'm Sam, the hot one. I'm Trent, the boogish one. <laughs> I am Mac, the super mutant. <laughs> ah. Oh. And together we are the best boy band to ever rock this town. Wait, I'm a boy now? Well, you're you're part of a boy band. <laughs> you're in you a like boy band. That's just how it works. You play bass. Oh, I thought it was like the Zane or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just be on my way then. <laughs> so we're here to talk stuff. So we are here to talk about. Okay, so this is Max, uh, baby. So I'm going to give him the box and let him do the thesis rant. Ooh, all right. So. The topic for today's discussion is, will the massive amount of JRPGs scheduled for 2016 be a good thing or end up cannibalizing each other and doing more harm than good? The reason I bring this up is in the past, and it's been a while, but it wasn't even to this level, I don't think. But in the past, possibly around like 2007, 2008, there was a massive influx of JRPGs. Most of, most of them were niche JRPGs, you know, Atlas and Exceed, Axis and NIS and all of the, you know, Japanese localizers out in California. They had a ton and ton, ton of smaller JRPGs that came out. And there's no way that they didn't just cannibalize each other. How many? How often do you hear somebody say something along the lines of, well, that looks cool, but I just bought so-and-so. Or, eh, that looks nice, but I'm saving up for such-and-such. Well, what's going to happen this year? We have a great, great scattering or great smattering of RPGs coming out. You know, we've got things, smaller games like, you know, Digimon coming out. We've got bigger stuff coming very soon like Fire Emblem Fates. Then the bigger games like Persona 5, Final Fantasy 15, and then other smaller games or like mid-tier games like Star Ocean. And there's just so many JRPGs near Automata. Everything that's coming out, what is going to happen? Is it going to be a good thing? Are people going to buy them all up? Or I think we're not. I don't, not to interject, but I'm no, thinking that please. some of the things that we used some of the things I think were going to come out in 2016 are probably going to be delayed. Well, I can name two for sure. Does it start with Final and Fantasy? Well, Final Fantasy is not getting delayed again. It's coming out the, this year. That is the one that I'm pretty darn sure will actually make it. Like you're already getting the emails, <laughs> that sort of sure? Well, they're having a, well, like they're... a release date reveal event. Yeah. In March, so because you know, oh god, the goddamn countdowns to the goddamn announcements, the final countdown, which yeah. nobody so this, likes. Stop doing that. I, I kind of <laughs> like it. Final Fantasy countdown, yeah, of course, you do. But, <laughs> which was the what was the other game that you were thinking? I was, I was actually gonna say Persona 5 again. I, I I I think Persona will come out. I don't think Nier is going to come out. Oh, that's nah, that might... probably no. That's the weird thing is uh, uh, those those platinum dudes. They can knock them out. They did four last year. Yeah, uh, but they're all no. It, well, I mean, 
Platinum has delayed Star Fox, for instance. You know what? Nier will be kind of that bizarre 50-50. Let's put it this way. If it does come out, you know, this year, Scott owes you a Coke. There we right. If it doesn't, but you I owe mean, Scott e- a beer. E- even discounting, <laughs> say, three, the three games we named, um, we're going to have a big stack, and it's, you know, in between us kind of scrambling, and it's like, okay, so you just shuffling these the review codes out as you do. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we sort of sit there and go, how do how do these guys make money this year? And I think Mac alluded to the idea that this a similar thing happened in 2007. And I think there was something similar seven or eight years before that, um, around, what, 2000, 2001? Yeah, I think it was 2008 was the first time, because I counted like 13 or 14 DS, DS RPGs that came out in like a four-month period. Ow. Which is insane. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, look at I even... I loved it, but, you know, crazy. Well, look at even at the beginning of this year. Like, we've already got a small dumping of JRPGs, and the year's barely begun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as well look as for our, JRPG alike. Look for us to catch up uh, on our reviews sometime in August, just yeah. in time to be ready for fall. Uh, <laughs> July, July and August are usually the slow periods. I don't think it's going to be slow this year, though. Oh, we're getting a we're getting a Deus Ex, aren't we? <laughs> well, no, and the reason I say that is because if we're looking at the level of saturation that we're getting, there's a good chance that our little publishers like Nisa and Xseed will use July and August to get some of their games out. Well, and and I guess and that's this- to play catch up in their own right. All right, and and I guess this is it. Is I you know. We, we, it comes down to the print runs on these are never massive, give or take a Final Fantasy. And they seem to be set up in such a way that they always earn their money. Yeah. But I think just this well, th- this density might see people actually picking and choosing in a way that I think a lot of the hardcore collectors on our site who just buy everything because... Wink, wink. I mean, <laughs> well, not just you... <laughs> He winked on a podcast. I, I think I just, he just, I just did. Yep. <clears throat> well, that's okay. Let's let's frame it frame it like this then. The smaller niche titles probably aren't gonna, you know, when you look at stuff like Ray Gigantic and, um, you know, God Eater Two and games like that. Um, you know, Fairy Fencer F, those are going to be the niche games that are going to be smaller anyways. They don't really compete with the other stuff. What I want to know is, do you think, like, Dragon Quest 7 and 8 both hitting this year I feel like that's, is beneficial? I think that's just going to be specifically, people are going to grab both. They're just, they're going to know full well they aren't getting to either of them too soon. Hello. But they're grabbing both. Me. <laughs> No, I mean half yeah. this room, really. I, you know what? I, instead of, because we're kind of talking around the subject. Yeah, talk, talk to it. Give me the subject. <laughs> um, really, there's two things. There, there are the implications that this massive dump has for RPG enthusiasts like mm-hmm. us, and then there are the implications that it has based on what the general masses will buy. The business implications, right? Yeah, right. For, for instance, like if you are into first-person shooters. The year that Metroid Prime 2 Echoes and Halo 2 came out was a good year for you. But a lot of people didn't buy Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. A lot of people bought Halo. 
like big releases shadowed all the other releases so the 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 general audience steered towards one major title whereas the niche audience were there to represent both at the end of the day i think a lot of our rpg enthusiasts are going to pick up every single good RPG that's released this year. Mm-hmm. Define they... good, though. Well, oh, for well, their okay, value always, of good. I know. I'm just teasing. Subject. It's I'm always teasing. subjective. But they're going to pick it up. Now, some might hold off a bit to, to pick it up when it's on sale or, or there's something and going on. It. Yeah. It's the, the ready availability of most, is, most of these in the Sony stores and your... Right. E shops like, is gonna on, on it, mitigate a lot of what the problem would have been in two thousand eight. Right. I and I, I mean it's tough because even as an RPG enthusiast, and, and I, I would say that I buy these niche titles. I'm not necessarily part of the the general masses that only looks at the big releases, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm gonna be like really far into certain major releases this year, and that's gonna delay me not because of cash not because of my inability to buy these games it's just the time that you have to invest in these right. games so great that you really have to dedicate yourself to something before you move on and i mean just to call out one example here uh i'm looking at one week where we get the witch in the hundred night and twilight princess hd are you really gonna buy the witch in the hundred night though no well i'm not gonna buy either but i'm saying if you are is anyone like <laughs> are if you know what it's our forums, and I'm I'm looking, and I'm kind of ge- gonna generalize from what I see on the forums. And I'm gonna say that there's one guy who goes that way, and a bunch who are gonna go the other way. Yeah, I mean, it, this is an interesting year because there are a lot of newer RPGs, much-awaited newer RPGs that are coming out, but there are also several high-profile ports, and and that's right. something I don't think you can say. It happens a lot. High profile port. Yeah. You know? We have Dragon Quest Eight. Dragon Quest Seven, although it's kind of a revamp of a game that desperately needed a revamp, is technically a port. <laughs> Tw- Twilight Princess, a port. It, there, there are a lot of bigger ports that are happening. Well, and, and, I'd say Seven is more of a remake, but Eight is definitely a port. Well, um, eight, and, well, eight yeah. and not just that, this is looking to be one of our most diverse years in terms of the kinds of RPGs we're getting. If not necessarily, I, I see. If not necessarily yeah, I, publishers, I, I see a lot of Namco on this list. <laughs> no, but I but I mean it in the sense of you know we're talking about not just the plethora we're getting, but there's just a level of variety that we definitely haven't had, you know, since two thousand and eight. The yeah. one thing I'm seeing too, though, is a extreme lack of major Western RPGs. Uh you know what? That that's usually the case. Like, I mean, I've been writing here for a while. Uh, it's mm-hmm. usually a four to one yeah. minimum West Western. What is the biggest? PC. We have XCOM, which what comes is, out this what week. Your, what uh, What in your mind is the biggest Western RPG coming out this year? So, far? Um, Human Revolution say- Two. Yeah, probably yeah, man- Mankind Divided. Man- but, but you know what? I I feel like. And that's another thing, like, I, you and I can square away a JRPG probably between 20 and 40 hours, right? Your average JRPG. High profile, indie, whatever. We can, it, we can burn through it in probably 20 to 40 hours. Something like Fallout or The Witcher, you can sink 200 hours in that and still have plenty of game to play. So I, I think the limited frequency of 
high-profile Western RPGs kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with how large the, the worlds are, generally speaking. Well, that's just it. You had 2015 with two big open-world Western RPGs. Yeah. And, and uh, this and year, we're, we're not getting any of those. But we're already into 2016, and I'm still not done playing Fallout or Witcher. And you that's know, you know? fine. That's a good thing. But but I would argue that most people are in the same boat. Like, Oh, no, that's, that's uh, just it. Like, I'm with you, Trent. I'm also playing Fallout 4. I've barely scratched the surface. And do I see myself finishing it? I'll probably finish it this year at some point, but well, it's- I'm not in a hurry <laughs> that's, either. Because that's, an- that's another distraction from the uh, from, from all of the releases this year, though. Like, in as much as I want to go hog wild on everything new that comes out, and- I still have a backlog coming into 2016. And we still have yeah. DLC for both of those titles in the in yes, the we offing. Do. <laughs> I mean, and I think everything that is being said right now is just going right back to the main point of the whole thing. Is if you are still playing stuff from last year, and we're having a flood of JRPGs, let's just go back to the the Japanese side of things. We're getting a flood of those, not counting you know the indie RPGs that are JRPG style. Just those alone. Is it gonna? Is it beneficial to have all of them hitting the way they are right now? I love it. You know, I love having variety. But I agree. You know, I'm not gonna have time to play everything. You know, there's no. I don't have enough time to play everything in my already huge backlog. Well, and that's so it. I'm I think not gonna be able to now. And th- this is the. This is an idea. This is an. Yeah, this is an idea I come back to periodically, which is that. Backlogs are health are a sign of a healthy industry. There are more games than time, even among niche consumers. Yeah. Like you can be guy who only plays grindy as hell uh SRPGs and still have nine games to look forward to this year. And I guess that's the question though, is does it hurt? Does it cause problems in the long run because of this yes <laughs> yeah can i just assert that yeah uh, I, I would think one, so too what one one of the things that i i kind of was thinking about the other day is uh project project x zone has come uh, project x zone 2 is coming out shortly correct yes. um two weeks two weeks two weeks two weeks so um i only just kind of caught wind of that about a week and a half ago well i was it's always like it's coming sometime yeah oh now it's here oops i guess i'll grab that i was watching some uh promotional trailers and and checking out some screenshots and then i was like well hey why don't i get project (laughs) exo did did you notice did you notice that majima and kazuma are in it Take your uh, shot, kids. <laughs> no, but to be, but, to be honest. The point, the point that I'm getting at is, uh, like, the, the scary thing is that every year I think, hey, this new RPG is coming out. That's cool. Maybe I should play this one because it's tangentially related well, to I'm, it. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm, like, looking at Divinity Original Sin 2. I've got the director's cut. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I, I, I bought it. Gog sale this Christmas. <laughs> so it's... It's a busy year. It's it's going to be insane for RPG enthusiasts. It's a, it's a great time to be an RPG enthusiast, but the fact that it is so densely packed with releases will neg- have a negative impact on the publishers and certainly will have a negative impact on our wallets. Yeah, well, I, I don't that's... know if it's going to be 
this is a thing where we would i i wish some of these guys like atlas and nisa could be more transparent about how they do and what they and what decisions they make just to sort of hear how they go about how they decide if something worked out or didn't the the last time i heard and i think it's a i think there's a very good reason why nisa doesn't say anything these days because the last time they released a report on their financial earnings in terms of games sold during peak seasons it was like 2011 and they had their worst year ever they looked like they were on the brink of bankruptcy they may have been a little bit (laughs) yeah it was also a year they didn't have a disgaea so that should tell you something but Okay, yeah. I'm 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 scrolling down the list and I'm kind of just playing the over under game and I'm like, okay, which in the hundred night, not gonna sell great, but it's gonna be a cheap flip. <laughs> Here, here's my logic. Why did we need that one again? Okay, rape no. jokes are not cool. Sam, I realize tangent. <laughs> Let me have my damn tangent because none of you guys are letting me talk. Well, and then we've got Knights of Azure. Azure, probably not gonna make it. <laughs> Actually, I kind of beg to differ on that one. Why? Only because, you know what? From what I've seen of it, it's definitely one of the more different Gus games, and I feel like the party of Gust fans, well, y'all tits. know who you are. <laughs> it's got tits hey, on the box. We're gonna get into so... it. No, no, Trent, no, no, Trent, not... shut your hole for a sec. <laughs> Don't start with me. Oh. It has I, lesbians. I with you. This is, it this has is the lesbians, okay? This, this is the podcast, okay? I have to start with you. No, this, no. This, Lesbians. This is a discussion of whether a game looks good or not. No, and no, not- I, and I'm not. I don't mean it like that. But I, I think people aren't going to give it any credit. And I'm sorry, Gust fans, we're freaking loyal bunch. But at the same time, Knights of the Knights of Azure might not make it even with tits on the box. Bra- Bravely second will Langrisser probably won't. Valkyria is a quick flip. So and it's on three different <sighs> plat three new platforms. So probably. Yes, there's lots of easy money to be no, had it's, here. It's not going to multiple platforms. Or, I think you're. No, no, I, I think Scott means in the sense that it's already been out on PS3 and PC, and now you oh, have an easy, an easy flip. I thought he was just reading the wrong line. No, no, I'm, That's I'm what not he means. reading. Anima uh, is going to make its money in Europe. <laughs> oh, the, uh, here's my. My question, then, this is what I worry about, because I am a Dragon Quest fan, and I think loyal Dragon Quest fans have been begging for 7 and 8 for quite some time on 3DS, and that's not any surprise. They've been very vocal. I've been very vocal about wanting those games. Getting both of those games this close together is a little much. hurts the overall chances of it doing well. Because Dragon Quest games are pretty big. They take a long time to get through. So while I don't mind it, you know, I, I like having gotten these. I wish we'd, you know, maybe gotten seven a couple years ago or a year ago. Well, and then you, now Matt, eight, Matt. it would have been a better spacing. You do realize think, this oh, is a repeat of something that's already happened before because four and five came out the same year. The, and six and that and that point happen. that you just made was proven in that instance because five did terrible compared to four when it came out and then people were looking five for it afterward also, five was also not as good as far as i was concerned well it, this time around i think we have i think we will benefit in the fact that these are going to be on eShops forever yes. 
So it's not going to be like 2008. I think that's what it comes down to is that these are, this list has, you know, the 10,000 plus sales. Maybe not in that magic six week window you're supposed to have, but they're all going to come <laughs> eventually. Well, now, seven or Dragon Quest four, five, and nine hit one year after each other. So four hit in 20. Or 2008, and then 5 hit in 2009. Wasn't it early 2009? I think it was like they a were, February or something, wasn't it? They were both around, yeah, I think like September and then February. But yeah, you're right. That's they still were pretty close. A, and then 10, or 9. 10, 9 ended up hitting like pretty late in 2010, I believe. Like maybe midsummer or something like that. But yeah. And then we had to wait on six and Which from what i understand is was not worth the wait <laughs> yeah don't want to make this into a stealth dragon quest podcast despite the fact that i kind of am trying to well you know what it's weird to see the 3ds get this much attention on this show yeah it's a good time to be a 3ds owner i haven't mentioned the other system once so <laughs> yeah what's up with that the radiation's getting to you i know it must be going to my brain making me crazy <laughs> so what do you think about those two are, are they coming too close together if one definitely. hits in summer and one hits in fall definitely is it gonna just make a harder time to the next dragon quest game well i mean here's the thing these are gonna hit back to back functionally and the hardcores are gonna get it and the curious are not going to be sure right off the bat which one to pick because i mean and that's it the curious and the budget content um conscious are going to pick whichever one is better yep. insert whichever insert trent shouting which one's better right here Yay. i was on mute i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for it but um that's it like um obviously and then that's going to be one more strike against, I don't know, whatever the next thing, the next potential Dragon Quest project in North America is. Because that's how Square Enix reads the numbers, right? Square Enix yeah. hasn't figured out and, how to read numbers. Be realistic here. Well, yeah, and, I'm, and I'm implying that they're doing it Nintendo, badly. So. Yeah, they're still letting these two come out by Nintendo. So when you have Dragon Quest Eleven, which is a PS4 and 3DS game, that just oh. makes things even more confusing. But Oh, that I, one's I, I, not I happening, down, Mac. That one's not going to happen. <laughs> don't want to go down that rabbit hole. What I, what I will ask then, along with what else is going on, look at the other stuff from Square Enix then. We've got Nier, if it hits this year. Yeah. ASX. Kind of talked about that. Um, okay. We'll take ASX out of the mix. Just focus it's on, not the a on, on the J side. Let's keep it to we'll, that. So yeah. that, Star Ocean, uh. Final Fantasy XV. Not even considering Kingdom Hearts hitting this year. Yeah, no. Final Fantasy VII well, remakes not hitting this year, so I'm not even worried about those two. Just those three games right there, um, all from Square Enix, and hopefully uh, Setsuna, the little, the little, know, the little cool looking thing. thing. Yeah, the one that I, I think looks really neat. It's you know a smaller, more manageable, bite-sized title. Those four games right there, just from Square Enix. How do you space those throughout the year to not have them totally fall apart or totally bomb? I think it's the problem, though, of I don't think they can do it. 
Well, um, I there, there's some benefit by having them on different platforms. That I, is I that also, is a help, but I I would I would suggest that they're catering to different audiences with those releases, though. But like, you so don't all of them. I don't I don't know if I agree with that though, Trent. That I mean, they are different. I will give you that they're totally each other. I, I l- listen. I I know people who love Final Fantasy and don't like Dragon Quest. I know people who like Star Ocean and don't like Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy. I, I'm just saying, like they're they're different flavors of games, and to Scott's mm-hmm. point, they're on different platforms. So, and that well, and that's something no, I Star think. Star Ocean, Star Ocean, PS4, Near, PS4, PS4, Final Fantasy 15, PS4, and Xbox One, and then Setsuna would be PS4 and Vita. So all of them are hitting on PS4. Well, and that. Okay, maybe that's not the best example, but Trent did bring up something that doesn't we don't talk a, a lot about because we just okay. kind of assume everyone owns three machines or more. Mm-hmm. These games are coming out on different platforms, and everyone gets to be happy this year. So I'm not saying that, and I mean... Well, the JRPGs in general, yes, but it, the, like the four we just mentioned, you know, yeah. all PS4. Oh, yeah. A, a, a little variation. <laughs> I mean... But I, I actually think that's, I think that the thing I take ho- heart from this year is that I am seeing all of the platforms represented. And I mean, yeah, we have access to everything because that's our job and our hobby. But to, you know, 15 year old me who only owned a Game Boy and a PC that Oh, was on the verge of ca- on the verge of uh, just catching fire half the time. This kind of year would have made me smile, just because I know I I know I would have something. Sixteen-year-old hmm. me got a job and bought his own consoles, and that <laughs> made it much better for him. Yeah, he also married a person with a bunch of consoles too. <laughs> that that was twenty-seven-year-old me. 16-year-old me is pretty happy with that. No, no, but I meant when we started dating, I gave you, like, my old PS2, and that's how you played Persona 3. You did not call him Sweaty Vest, at least. (laughs) All I can say is I'm I'm happy with this. I love the variety that's coming from this. I absolutely just... It's fantastic. These games are what I want the option to play. So if I jump into one of them, don't really care for it, I've got other options. And I feel like the options that I'm getting are good. There's a lot of variety. I love it. And I think this is going to be the year we remember as the year everyone got the JRPG they wanted. And it's all going to be a different game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just hope it doesn't have a negative impact on stupid publisher decisions from big CEOs. Well, Namco is going to take this year uh, and make a dumb decision about it regardless. Because (laughs) they're Namco. Well, yeah. But for what it's worth, you know, let's be proud of Namco. They remembered they have Digimon as a franchise. Well, Digimon Adventure Try is going to be a big, huge hit in America. No, you know what? No, I'm happy about about Cyber Sleuth because you know what? It actually looked like it was kind of interesting. And... It was kind of weird for Bamco to just be like, hey, we're bringing a Digimon game. We haven't done that since the DS. They've stepped up their game. Namco Bandai, for all their problems, and I'm not even going to get into the Tales of Symphonia port that just hit that's like a disaster. But <laughs> they have, you know, we're getting another Tales game this year for the people that love them. More power to you. Um, 
you know, Nino Kuni 2 is far off, but it's still coming. You know, a Project couple Cross of Zone, next. couple of God Eater games, yeah, Project Cross Zone, Dark Souls 3. They're giving us a lot. You know, Digimon Story, they, they have stepped up their game in the past few years, and I've got no complaints about their output. Whether the quality's there every time, that's to be determined. But. And I, I should also mention, just for the sake of mentioning it, and so Alice will smile, English language on all the Gundam games this year, as released in Indonesia, so we're still paying twice as much for them. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there is a- One st- step at a time, right? <laughs> I realize there's a standpoint here that doesn't focus on the general consumer, but as a reviewer- I'm actually dreading this year. Okay, oh I am. I'm I, I am because oh, I know. No, you've, I'm not. I'm not going to be doing much reviewing this year. I doubt. But I'm even just me sitting here looking at the list, and I see five things. I don't have time for those five things. No, but I even mean, for my own in- ed- edification, I'm looking at it from the point of how I understand the staff members here. We're going to have a bitch of a time for some of these titles. Some of these titles that actually do kind of deserve a shot. And that is something I admit, uh, you know, as, you know, someone who's been reviewing for so many years, I don't ever look forward to that, the pulling teeth. Because, I mean, we have, for example, Fairy Fencer, again. Uh, Which in the 100 Night, again. Which in the 100 Night, again. And while those are easy flips. Neptune. The sad part is. Wait, are we only getting two Neptunes this year? Yes, so far. Okay, that's not so counting, far. and that's not counting Steam ports of like two other games. It it's one of those things where you know I am excited about all the games that are coming, absolutely. But with reviewing being a large part of my job, I I also know that I'm really not going to get to the stuff that I actually give a damn about. <laughs> I know it, did it and, did and we that even part get is going to be of bombshell, and that that part's a little disappointing, okay. but. You know, again, it is what it is. Um, but to why why they still send codes for the ports of stuff that nobody gave a damn about years ago? That's well, exactly we, why, because they need somebody to care. And hope I that don't. We will. And no. You know, it, it would be nice if we did. <laughs> Can I still maintain that to. there's a ban on Witch in a Hundred Night because it offends me in so many ways? It's the same game. If nobody plays it, nobody's going to cry. That's right. I know. I'm just trying to, you know, muster up the... Trying to figure out if I have time to play XCOM now. But Corporal Becky. Colonel Becky. Sorry. I forgot. Every time. (laughs) I forgot. She got to Colonel. Every (sighs) time. But you know what? Like I said... Sorry, uh, Sergeant Mac. You got got your face ripped off. That's... I'm expecting that. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it was by a really big guy. I don't know. I, I look at this list and I'm personally overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that feeling one bit. Um, and that's just coming from the fangirl side of me and the reviewing side of me. It just, I think that this is too much hitting too hard and too fast. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I mean, for everybody else, like kudos, it's great for you. Um, you get the pics of the litter, and we get to we get to clean slog through up. some special stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sully's probably not coming out this year either, right? <laughs> That's one we oh, can. I'm convinced that one's kind of dead. Yeah, we can probably take that one off the list. <sighs> yeah. 
but you but know, I'm ready for Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, you know, bring it. And Persona Five. You know, I'll be happy if we Despite get what I said last week <laughs> or last month. I'd be happy if we did get some of the pipe dream ti- titles that for a while there felt like a pipe dream. You know, 15, Persona 5. I think that would be great if we got those this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the hype level on those two, you know, it's uh, it's rough, buddy. Yeah. It's like I said last month, I think Persona 5 has more of an uphill battle to fight. I think 15 could do more surprising. I think a lot of people are already down on it and bashing it anyway, so I think it can do more to surprise folks. Nobody's going to look at it if it does bad and be like, really? Uh, They would Persona 5 if it just lacks in any tiny way. But, like I said, I think I'm repeating myself. No, no, I I gotcha. And and this is it. I'm looking at it and I'm just... Someone, someone's getting the pick of the litter, and someone else is just gonna have to. Gets a turd sandwich. Play a Neptunia game. <laughs> we all know who and that's happily, gonna be. And happily so. You know, and I'll, I'll say it again, and that's the best thing about it is there is a lot of variety, just like Sam said. So much variety, and I think either Scott or Trent said, you know, everybody gets to play the JRPG that they want. You know. Whoever said it, it's it's true. You know, if you want to play, like looking at looking at the list of games that I want to play this year, and seeing what's coming out. You know, I want to play, of course, Final Fantasy 15 and Persona 5. But I also very interested in both Dragon Quest games. Uh, you know, Cosmic Star Heroine, at Dark Souls 3, and you know, I look at some of the other games on the list, and I'm like, eh. You know, I appreciate maybe. that you're there, but, but you good. know. If, if they're cool and I have time, totally. You know, like World Final Fantasy, check that out. Y2K, interested in checking that out. Uh, oh, that's how you say it. Yes. I I was sincerely <laughs> thought it was yeek. Yeek. <laughs> and it was like a sequel to Yogg. <laughs> and I like, Yogg sounded cool. I'll play yeek. <laughs> you know, the sad part is, I told him repeatedly it was Y2K. And he was like, no, it's not. <laughs> You're saying it wrong, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not, but thanks, husband. Yeah. I feel loved. Okay. From now on, I like that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, dudes. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah we, we've got Human Revolution 2, which... Which is not a JRPG, but I'm still excited for. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. It's, it is good stuff. Yeah. I'm just panicking in my little boots, because this is too much. <laughs> Yay for choice, but... Boo for choice as well, because wallets well, may be very unhappy. As reviewers, we don't have choice. We have Kingdom say, Come Deliverance and Final and Kingdom Hearts. We also have HD a guy who likes to sometimes lie to us and send codes at random. Like, no, this is totally not a Mugen Souls game, <laughs> not one bit. Wink, wink. <laughs> not that yep. Max ever done that, that to again. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't you dare. Okay, I fine. I know where you live. I have your address. <laughs> You can't you can't send mean people to menace him. He has cancer. You know what? Yeah, I can if it's me. <laughs> you, the the worst thing you can do is send him glitter. Oh. Please don't. It'll be stuck in your carpet forever, Michael. No. No glitter. There will there will be retribution. <laughs> Come uh, to Canada. Fight me. 
<laughs> speaking <laughs> take of, our free health care. Speaking of fighting Canada, what do you what what are you we're winding down here, Trent. What do you got? I think Trent died. He was eaten. Nap time. I think Trent died. You know what? I didn't die. I was you guys were talking over me. <laughs> you weren't being loud. I couldn't make the day that I'm not loud enough to match you, Sam, seriously. You know, the sad part is I'm not actually that loud. <laughs> okay, so, so the question. Um, um, <laughs> Me and Scott are sitting back there like, uh, yeah. Okay, so. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Both of you. Go back to Yeek. What was the question? So we're, we're, we're kind of winding down here. What do you have to finalize this out? Um, my perspective, like I said, is that uh, there will be some business loss just because the people who aren't as into RPGs as we are are going to vote based on what they've seen the most of with their wallet. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of what's coming out, though, like I'm really excited for 2016. I don't know about you guys, but uh, okay. there there's some things on the horizon that makes this look like a pretty pretty sweet year. All right. So, end this with uh, what we're most eager to play in 2016. Uh, see, it's sort of weird for me because I, I, I'll, I'll start off, but I, it's sort of weird where the things I plan on buying are things that I expect. Like, okay, so Darkest Dungeon, I already own. I played it at launch. I've been keeping up with it. So, getting the final version is just sort of like, oh yeah, this uh, XCOM two. I mean, everyone says it's better than the first, but it's still basically the first Project Cross so, Zone. So, still going to lose you for at least yeah. 80 hours. Uh, Project Cross Zone 2 is going to be the exact same thing, but with new characters. Oh, oh, there's also that game you made me go and pre-order for you because you were whining at me. I did not whine, you said. It was, honey, I must have the Conquest Edition. Sam, you offered. I know, but you whined about which one you had to have. No, you said which one which one do you want? <laughs> no, I didn't. You were like, I want Dark Kingdom. <laughs> okay, so Fire Emblem is another thing I'm gonna be like, yeah. Like, here's the thing. I kind of the things I'm looking forward to, the things I'm planning on buying are things that I know I have a pretty firm handle on what I'm getting. Like even the new Torment, I kinda know what that is. I know what this new Southwark south park's gonna be the only thing that might surprise me is near automata right mm -hmm. so i this is a year where i'm like okay i know what i'm getting i know when i'm getting it it's just a question of making time to play it all and how many platinum games do you have in your black backlog honey three four counting it's gonna get bigger they've got a ninja turtles game coming out which we're gonna play if that has if that has split screen co op, it'll be the raddest thing ever. <laughs> Pretty much. But okay, Sam, what what are you looking forward to? You know what, Scott? I'm just gonna let you tell me what you think I'm excited for. You uh -oh. are absolutely excited for Moon Hunters. I actually am. <laughs> okay. Because I actually got to play that at TCAP, and it was really <laughs> rad. Well, that that's what I remembered. <laughs> it was rad. I can't wait to play it with like people. I'm interested in Moon Hunters. Especially, like, because I think that one would be kind of neat to play with, like, if you had, like, four friends to play with. Oh, my God, the decision-making in that game. It's going to be horrific. No one's going to be <laughs> on the same page. It's brilliant. 
Go on. What else? Because uh, apparently you share my brain. Sam is also excited for Persona 5 and Yakuza 6, which we won't get this year, but you're still excited. Well, there's for that it. other Yakuza game. Yakuza is, okay, zero. zero, right. That's made of zero. 80s. So yeah, yeah, those, those are acceptable answers. Ex- like super hype train on both. I realize I'm probably going to be like one of the only people that buys Yakuza 0, but you know, it's cool. Sega makes them just for me, clearly. <laughs> they understand my love as a woman who loves the Yakuza series. You, me, Chris, and everyone else who s- realized that Shenmue could be better. And is better. <laughs> as not Shenmue. Yeah, it's almost like when you take all the bits of Shenmue that are too Shenmue out of Shenmue, you get a good game. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of judgment there. I you got that right. I judge that game and its meaningless granularity pretty harshly. Yep. Trent, what, what, what's your big ones? Um. Well, I, I shouldn't surprise anyone that I'm excited for the new Final Fantasy. I am. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, the, the one that I'm most eager to play, though, is uh, Star Ocean Five. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful about this game. I like the way the combat's looking. I like the graphics, uh, and it couldn't be any worse than Star Ocean Four. <laughs> combat has always been a good staple of Star Ocean games, well, even if the story's awful. So it, this is quite the changeup, though I think so. Yep. But it looks gorgeous, as far as I can tell. I love the large parties that that I'm digging. So I, I gotta yeah. say, I'm actually excited to see where that one goes, just because. You know, I reviewed Star Ocean 4 for the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should also mention that Sam's totally amped for Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh my god, you get to fight mechanical dinosaurs! <laughs> well, everyone should be amped for Horizon you, you Zero Dawn. You get to punch Dawn. them in the face! See, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be on your level, except the name of the game is Horizon Zero Dawn. The most generic video game thing ever. It may be generic, but you get to punch a dinosaur See, in the face. Face. I realize that, but if this was Dinosaur Puncher 2016, I'd be that. But I'd be where you are. But it's Horizon Zero Dawn. The name I would make up if you asked me for a terrible generic video game title. It's a punch dinosaurs. <laughs> Mac, how are you going to punch dinosaurs this year? I'm going to punch them in Final Fantasy 15 and Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Gotta punch Dragon. them in Dragon Quest. Cosmic you, star heroine. You, better be you, a know, you know, Mac Mac was the person who turned me on to Dragon Quest. Um, uh, he was for me too, actually, but he knew that about me. <laughs> he knew what he did to me. Which one did I push you towards, Trent? Uh, you started me off with Dragon Quest Nine, and then I went back and I started playing older Dragon Quest games. Nice. Dragon Quest yeah. Four is the best. It's my favorite. It's so easy to get into compared to the others. I've, I've heard that this re or well this reinterpretation of Dragon Quest Seven is quite excellent. So our Michael Baker said so. Yeah, and he's accepted. actually quite hard on Dragon Quest sometimes. So yeah. I I totally believe him. Bring it on. And I'll finish all those. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary and Trails of Cold Steel 2. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Alright. So, uh, speaking of gimme, we got feedback. We did get some feedback. So, uh, last time we were doing Q&A, so uh, Drav had to ask uh, if 
Fallout really underperformed in terms of sales numbers. Now, no one's given us sell-through, but I suspect it's over 9 million at this point. But Fallout 4 underperformed in our hearts. <laughs> and that's the only metric that matters. <laughs> there you go. Okay, can we be in real? Like, in, in, in as much as Fallout 4 had some disappointing elements to it, and I admit that it did, um, was anyone really expecting anything different? I, I was kind of like, hey, really? like every time I do something, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty Bethesda. I, I have something I like. Yeah. I got to be black single female lawyer. <laughs> I was good. so thrilled and my baby was black. Yes, but Sam. And that was all I cared about. As, like, I As single really female loud. lawyer, where did your all, all your stats go? Punching guys. Yep. That's an editorial. Single Coming. female lawyer, kicking lots of ass. All right. Uh, Lol insists that his name should not be capitalized. You deserve your name to be capitalized, good sir. You are a person, and as a person, you are a proper noun. You take proper capital nouns. letters. Also, That's it right. means we get to if yell I, lol. If, if Final Fantasy Thirteen taught me anything, it's that nonsensical made-up <laughs> words can be capitalized if they're proper nouns. <laughs> yes. So All true. nonsensical made-up words should be capitalized. So that you know it's game terminology. So true. <coughs> and now I start googling falsy. Because <laughs> it wasn't capitalized until the fourth letter. <laughs> oh god, you're right. So, Let, yeah. let's, let's not... Let's okay, let's start capitalizing the W in his name. <laughs> Whoops! Hello. Exactly. There we yeah. go. Victor, stop hurting yourself. You don't have to finish Time and Eternity. You didn't have to finish Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood. You don't have oh to do this. God. You don't oh, have you... to. You can play some Fallout 4. Can I, can I just say something? Why did life is, you do that to yourself? Sucky RPGs. Oh. Life just, is just too short it. for Dark Brotherhood. That was just a... Life Victor. is too short for Sonic's animal friends. Victor, if you're listening, this is Sam. I'm telling you to stop playing Time and Eternity. Hmm. I already played it for you. Please stop. She played it for us all. I, I feel just like I deserve a medal for that one. And played it in her, in her heart. You, you, des you deserve a medal? I played Mujin Souls, the <laughs> sequel to Mujin um, Souls. No, Trent, Trent, you don't get the right because you didn't finish it. I play he played it in as many hours, hours to Mujin Souls as you did for oh, Time and Eternity. God. It's nope. not his fault. Yours was the 13-hour game. Uh, excuse me? Eh? 26. Oh, shit. What am I thinking of that was terrible and short? 26 hours I got of my life taken away by menage a trois jokes and palette swapping and stupidity. Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day. That sounds, that sounds Let's fun. just agree to stop playing games with Moe. <laughs> there was no Moe in that game. That's the worst part. Your game was the Moe-infested one, which was just creepy and wrong. I wasn't talking about your game. I was talking about my game. Yeah. yeah well, let's, just, let's just agree to stop playing games with Moe. <laughs> my game is worse than your game. Let's let's all play games. Let's all only play games where the female lead wears perfectly, uh, perfectly normal and acceptable legwear. Practical legwear for our female leads will be our guide <laughs> to avoid <laughs> shitty... Can we, can we 
can we make a game called Practical Legwear for Female Leads? Yes. We we'll get Becky to write it. <laughs> to the Kickstarters. <laughs> oh. uh, and our last one comes from Josh, who is reassured that he is himself and is a responsible person who does not type while driving. That's all I gotta say. I, props to you for being responsible. You're a cool guy, Josh. We're friends on PSN now. <laughs> I'm no one's friend on PSN. <laughs> Don't try. Stop saying words, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> because you're dying of laughter? I can't handle it. It's too much. Try living with me. I couldn't. You're, you're too sweet. I would be diabetic. No, I'm not sweet. <laughs> oh. I I take my position as Staff Estelle very seriously. What is with that, Staff Estelle? You, have you not played Trails in the Sky? Not really, no. Because you should go introduce yourself to Estelle, then think about me for a minute, and then have a massive explosion in your head. We're the same person. <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to call it. <laughs> And we're going to say that next time, we're going to talk about some weird ideas I have about what is and is not the game. This topic sounds special, and I want no part of it. You're going to make thought me- we, I thought we didn't talk about the game. Wasn't that the game? <laughs> no, the game is we're not playing the game, and I just lost, lost the, the game. game. You, you lost the game. I- game over. See you next time. Wait, are we done? (laughs) (laughs) The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nubuo Oematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com. Me included. Oh, I played it. I know I, you did. It's on Vita. I no, no it isn't. <laughs> what? I, I played it on Mac. You did. Madness. Yeah. I because I, I actually have. I was stuck at a conference and I had just a Mac laptop with me, and I was like, hmm, I can play Undertale, and I did, and it was boring. I haven't gone back to it, Mac, because I just can't beat the section I'm stuck on. Trent, are you eating chips? I'm eating Sour Patch Kids. Okay, because I'm hearing like a bag. So I was like, is it chips? No. My cat's also on top of my recording device. Yeah, yeah sounds like cat. Pants off. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have. We actually have no dogs down here this no, time. Dance off, dance off. Wait, she's down here? Yeah, she's around the corner. Oh, I didn't even notice Koda was like down here. asleep in that bed for like half an hour. I didn't even notice she was down here. She's very quiet today. I don't know that dog. The one that sleeps all spread out? I don't know her.